Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Those earlier gains for stocks are fading. The Dow now lower, down just about two points at 21,408. The S&P 500 index up barely, up by less than half a point now at 2435. NASDAQ holding on to its gains up 6 to 62.40, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. Crude oil is pushing higher today after two days of losses. West Texas Intermediate at 42.73 a barrel, up 20 cents, higher by five-tenths of one percent. Brent back above $45 a barrel. It is up by nine-tenths of one percent. Gold up $5 the ounce, higher by four-tenths of one percent. The tenure up 5.30 seconds. The yield there, 2.15 percent. So again, Recapping little change for equities right now with the S&P up by less than half a point. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that is a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet, with the ETF report coming up here. is brought to you by BlackRock. Worry about market volatility, minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, visit BlackRock.com slash factors prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Jenna Dagenport right now has got a look at ETFs. When it comes to financials, bank stocks are trailing ETFs in terms of volume. These ETFs account for the biggest proportion of financials trading. At a rate that is at an extreme, more than they ever have in the history of this ETF. Bloomberg Markets reporter Danny Berger says one investor worry about this trend is expense. That these ETFs are sinking their vampire teeth into bank stocks and sucking out liquidity. So all of a sudden you have this environment where the things that are being traded most are the ETFs. So it becomes more expensive to trade the individual shares. Bid-ask spreads widen just because people aren't trading them as much. So that, I think, is the big concern here, expensiveness over this idea that the shares are becoming more dumb. It is common for ETF trading to pick up during macro events, and Berger thinks we could see more of it. Right. Well, we certainly have a lot of news that we're expecting out of Washington with deregulation, the Dodd-Frank Act. So I think that this is a trend that's going to be continuing on for some time. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Jenna Dagenhart. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. All right, well, we're more than halfway through today's trading session, but we are at the halfway point pretty much when it comes to financial markets in 2017. Michael Sheldon has been uh, taking stock of that. He is Executive Director, Chief Investment Officer at RDM Financial Group, uh, based in Westport, Connecticut, and that's where we find him on this uh, Thursday afternoon. Michael, nice to have you here on Bloomberg Radio. Thank you. Good afternoon. I'm, like, blown away at how fast this year is going, but I feel like I say that every year, and I have for the last 10 years since the financial crisis because there's so much kind of packed into a year. You had some thoughts, you know, in uh, early 2017 about how some things would play out in terms of rates and the dollar uh, and the new administration. Um, how does it compare to where you thought things would be at this time of the year? Well, I'd say the one thing which has uh, been consistent with what we expected is a continuation of moderate growth. At the end of uh, June, in just a couple of weeks, as you said, the year's flying by, but uh, we're now going to be celebrating the eighth anniversary of the current economic expansion, which is the makes us the third longest in, uh, in the post-World War II period. But in the 31 quarters, GDP growth has averaged about 2.1%. So the, the one thing that has not been a surprise is just a continuation of this moderate economic growth we're seeing. All right. Are you saying you got that one right? 
That's one of the few we got right. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be hard. I, I think okay. a lot of things okay. aren't playing out like we all thought they were. Um, what what hasn't really played out that you really had a lot of conviction for back in early uh, the early part of this year? Well, there, there, there was another thing we liked. We liked technology stocks, and that's, uh, that's played out. But it's interesting. There are three trends which we're keeping an eye on, which I think uh, have maybe wrong-footed a number of investors or at least um, – one is that growth, unlike last year, in 2016, we saw a lot of volatility. From the February lows in 2016, value really did much better than growth as the economic sort of risk-on environment took place after uh, Brexit. And in starting this year, growth has dramatically outperformed value, and that's pretty much been the case throughout the year. The other, another factor is that international, uh, over the past several years, from about 2009 through 2007, 2016, the U.S. has been basically the, lar- the best large uh, established uh, growth, uh, largest market cap mm-hmm. country in the world. Now we're starting to see international and emerging markets outperform, which is the start potentially of a multi-year trend. And then also going into this year, especially with the Trump election and the excitement about all the different policies he might put in place, many people thought that the dollar would continue to rise and that interest rates would start to rise. But especially the dollar and interest rates, both of those turned out not to be correct. And now people are sort of looking at the spread between tens and twos, inflation expectations, falling yields, and wondering whether the bond market is sending a signal that the stock market hasn't gotten yet. But those are some of the things we're keeping an eye on. Time to get a new crystal ball, I guess, huh? Well, I guess that's my question. Is is it? I mean, it, you know, uh, we see those same triggers, and, and we hear it's different this time, and I, I always argue it is, it's always different this time, but <laughs> what's the same? And so I wonder if uh, if we are seeing uh, some indications that we should, some things we should be uh, really paying attention to. Well, I think you definitely need to keep an eye on the bond market. One of the things that the Fed has been watching is inflation, and inflation has not been able, after briefly getting above 2% earlier this year, it's back down below 2% on a year-over-year basis if you look at the core CPI rate. So if you look at that and you combine that with the tens, twos yield curve and inflation expectations, I think you have to keep an eye on some of the upcoming economic data. But we continue to be more upbeat. We think the glass is half full at this point still. For example, this morning, the leading economic indicator from the conference board came out. That typically predicts the outlook for the economy over the next two to three quarters. That rose for the ninth straight month. So that's a positive indicator. Outside of energy spreads, credit spreads remain well-contained. Earnings per share continue to rise. Weekly jobless claims are at the lowest level in uh, several decades. If you look at the internals of the market, the percent of stocks trading above their 200-day moving average is about around 70% right now, which historically is healthy. And the advanced decline line for the S&P 500 hit an all-time high just a couple of days ago. So you would expect those to weaken if the market was really in trouble. And, you know, I'm just taking a look at um, the AAII uh, bullish, bearish readings on the market. And right now, I guess for the latest week, uh, you've got um, U.S. Uh, investors who are bullish on U.S. equities increasing to 32.65% this week from 32.27, so up just a hair. Uh, in terms of bearish, 28.9 compared with 29.4 the week before, so a little bit less uh, bearish, if you will. I feel like, I know this has been overused, but kind of the most hated bull market. I do feel like it's a bit of a struggle, this move higher. Well, the markets have really had incredibly low volatility. There have been almost no days with gains of more than 1% and also almost no days with declines of 1%. I was looking at some data for the S- for the NASDAQ 100, for example, because everyone's focusing on the narrowness of the market this year mm-hmm. and the fact that it's being led by just a few technology stocks. 
So we think the market is broader than that, and it's, it's that kind of conversation is really understating things. But to put things in perspective, if you well, look and if you look at and, and if you look at the S and P five hundred, um, Corey and I have had this conversation. You know, you look at the major industry groups uh, in the S and P that are doing that are higher. Almost all of them. It's just telecom and energy that are at the bottom of the pack. But it is a broader based rally this year. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, you could make the case that the S and P five hundred has been outperforming, for example, the Russell Equal Weight Index. Yeah. So market cap weighted stocks are outperforming equal weight, which historically is not a great thing in terms of the underlying health. But you look at the number of sectors that are actually participating in the market and the number of stocks above their 200-day moving average and the advanced decline line, and those all generally point to a, a relatively healthy signal for the market. I think one thing that's a challenge is you've seen a lot of rotation underneath the market, so you're not seeing the whole market correct, as many people have expected ourselves included for some time, but you are seeing sector rotation, and overall the economy and the markets are not in that bad shape. Uh, your level of nervousness on a scale of 1 to 10, just about 20 seconds left. On a te- scale of 1 to 10, I think um, uh, we are right now a 6, meaning moderately positive, but recognize that we are long in this bull market. Michael Sheldon, great stuff. Chief Investment yeah, Officer at uh, RDM Financial Group. Uh, so glad to have you in the show. Listen to Bloomer Markets. That is the show that he was on, that we're on <laughs> still. Glad you know. This is Bloomer Radio. <laughs>